Hi, this is Ben from 561 Music Podcast. Right now, we're trying to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. It just helps us get out there more. It also enables us to monetize the podcast, to make it better, do more advertising for it and things like that. Subscribe to the podcast and hit the notifications button. That'd be doing us a really big favor. Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. And how are you doing, Hector? I'm doing pretty good this week, man. How are you doing? I'm really good. I'm, I, everything's great. My, my best bud, Ollie's in town. My favorite out. Englishman. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> That's not fair. All right. You guys are tied for first. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. They're literally the only two English people you know. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I didn't even think there was anybody else in England. It's just you yeah, guys. Yeah, just me and Ollie. Oh, no, no, no. There's Marlon, too. That's three. And the king. That's, oh, that's he, four of us. He doesn't count. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, this weekend we were up at Kilted Mermaid. We were, we? man. That was fun. It was a f- weird, fun crowd this weekend. Oh yeah, it was. Kilted was bananas. There was that fun girl who was, who was causing trouble. Yeah. Oh god, she was uh, uh, Christy. Was her name? <laughs> yeah, I know. Which was really awkward because really it's my wife's name. That was yeah, quite that something. Was very awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She said, uh, "What she said? She said." Play that saxophone, but play it nice and dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She had me put a little bit of growl into the situation. Yeah. And then there was that whole group. I don't know if it was a wedding shower or what it was, but there was a whole group of girls in that back area there that were dancing to like everything we were playing. It doesn't matter what yeah. we were playing. We were and dancing. they were doing a conga line around the yes, bar. Yes, yes, yes. And then James J- James said, oh, that's the first time we've ever had run, someone run train on us, like on <laughs> off stage. And we were like, uh, uh yeah. do you know what that means, James? But yeah. then, um, and tank- then he smiled and said, yes, yes, and exactly <laughs> what that means. <laughs> <laughs> was pretty yeah, that funny. was awkward. Where else did we play this weekend? Square, well, James and I played up Squ- the Square, Square Scrooper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then um, and then we played somewhere else. Sailfish, sailfish. We did a lot of time up uh, up north. Up north, yeah. Sailfish yeah, yeah. was fun too. There was it was a good group of people there too. Yeah, my rock name, a bit of a carryover from um, back in the day when I was a bit of a pain in the ass, is Captain Sailfish. Yes, and so Sailfish Brewing is like my uh, spiritual home. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And they've turned the stage into like a golf course or something, like a putting green. It was weird. It was like all the holes and everything for the putting green, and that. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was very awkward. Very, actually, it was very awkward. I got to tell you though, for drums that wasn't bad because you had this kind of astroturf, yeah. and at least the yeah. drums and the and the the little hole for putting, you put your soda in there. Yeah, yeah, it was actually kind of cool. <laughs> so how's it going, guys? We have got Rogue Theory with us today. We have got Harry Ryan and Johnny. How's it going, guys? Going good. Good. good What's up, nice. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for having for us. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks for coming on. You know, it's been. Um, you know, I've been, I've been looking forward to having you on for quite a while, actually. Yeah. Ever since the podcast started, you've been on the radar. So I'm really happy that you got to make it over here. It's fantastic. Um, first thing, um, I'm just curious, where did the name Rogue Theory come from? Wow. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, uh, so it actually came from a series of articles that I was reading at the time. I was flying a lot at the time, and one of the on one of the flights, I saw the word rogue in an article. I always liked that word because it stands for deviation from standard for sure, us. Sure. And then um, abstract principles of a body of art. Later on, I saw his word theory. So we, uh, later on, I saw that in the same article, and I just kind of 
put both of them together and stuck with Rogue Theory and now uh, it's a cool name. Yeah, it's a Thank really cool you. Name. Now yeah, I have to explain yeah. to everyone how to spell rogue. Though, I know. Because, yeah. yeah. Unless you play Dungeons and Dragons, and then you know they just don't get it. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty good character in uh, in you know X Men too. So yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. it's yep. a good reference. You yeah. Know? Totally. I'm sorry. Do you really? I mean, I know you were saying. Uh, you know, you were yeah. saying thanks for spelling it correctly on the on the flyer for the festival. But do yeah. you really get that many people? That oh my don't? God! Yes. So so when you say rogue, so right when you sound it, it almost sound, it sounds like the U's in front of it. Like, right. Like R O U G E. Yeah, but yeah, I, I just for me it was like I didn't Rouge. even have to look it up. It just seemed like. For me, it just seems like one of those words that I've always just spelled. I don't know. You would be shocked. So one wow, one story, actually, shocked. these guys probably can relate to this. We were playing at Dubliner when it was open in Boca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, remember they had that big chalkboard in the back? Mm, and they yep. used to do like the big artwork and whatnot. And it was like elaborate artwork. It was, it was, it was like talent, right? Right. We get there and it's huge across the whole back of the oh, stage. No. It says Rouge, Rouge Theory. Theory. And uh, I was like, oh, uh, man, I feel so bad. Oh, that looks great, but it's wrong. Erase, yeah, erase, yeah. erase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess actually uh, across the pond, I guess rogue is used more often than. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I, I know I, I've known the word, but I can see how you could mess it up. Um, and Rouge Theory is just, just not that cool of a name, is it? It's not. It's actually a makeup company in <laughs> Philadelphia, not. so they get a lot of follows from us on accident. Like, oh, that's know, hilarious! Like, I guess they're selling makeup now. So. That's funny. Yeah. So. Um, Let's get into how you found yourself getting into music. Harry, um, did you have a supportive family? Where did it all come from initially? Yeah, um, well, my family's always been involved in music in one way or the other. I mean, I was raised in church, too, so that helps. Um, you know how that goes. As soon as you walk in the door, they're like, here's a hymn book saying something. So, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, actually, was, yeah. Um, just to, mm-hmm. to butt in a little bit there. Um, what I found is a lot of people who've come on the show who are good musicians and they understand harmony and stuff have had some roots in church of some kind, mm, yeah, even yeah. if they're not, they don't do it anymore. Yeah. You know, and me included, I, you know, I, was, I had to go to church when I was young and that was uh, definitely a lot of the foundation of me understanding how to sing with other people. Great. Right. You know? Yeah. And just your ear, I think. I think it helps your ear too. Yeah, for sure. Like you're trying to... Um, you're in a huge congregation of people and everybody's singing and you start picking out on, oh, I like that person's voice or I don't like that person's voice. You know what I mean? So yeah. You kind of get that um, that kind of range of, of vocal experience, I guess, or auditory experience. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think church in England and church in the U.S. is probably pretty different. But um, I've still yet to go to one of these uh, sort of mega churches where you have rock yeah. bands and things. Oh, like. you got to go, man. It's an experience. Those are fun. Yeah. yeah. It's an experience. Um, but besides that, I mean, my grandfather used to play violin on my, mo- on my mother's side. And okay, that's how cool. that's how he ended up um, the violin in my hand. Um, but I've been... Um, I mean, just every time I try to get away from music, like I, it always pulls me back in. So when I was, yeah. went to was playing soccer for a long time and uh, broke my knee, and and then after that, shortly after that, we went to playoffs in soccer, and then I broke my ankle, and my mom was like, "This is like God's way of telling you to maybe you should do music from now on," you know. So yeah. uh, it kind of stuck with me. I can't really break anything playing the violin. I can't remember if you already said, but you Florida born and bred, or uh, born in Philadelphia. Um, okay. Yeah, but raised between here and there. So I guess um, I smell more like oranges, I like to say, than Philly cheesesteaks. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, what about you, Ryan? How did you find yourself getting into music? Did you have a supportive, a support structure when you were growing up? Yeah, I definitely. Um, I knew when I was younger than middle schoolish age that I wanted to play saxophone, and I didn't know why. 
Yeah. And so I, I had the exact same feeling. I was in fifth grade. They gave me a little sheet and they're like, pick your classes. I'm like, I can pick something. And it had band. I was like, I'm doing band. Sixth grade, chose the alto, did alto from sixth to ninth grade. And then I, they asked me to be in marching band. I was like, I'm not doing that. That's totally lame. Seems so, sweaty and awful. Yeah. Well, it's just like, they, you know what it was is they had to stay after school for many hours. And I was not into that because I was a terrible student. So I quit the sax and Buddy was started playing guitar. And I was like, hey, I could play music too. So then I started playing guitar, but nobody needed a guitar player. So then I ended up on a bass. Yeah. And here I am today. God, um, I love the bass. I, I always say, you know, it's... it's it, if I had to pick out a guitar, drums, and bass, one of them to take to a desert island, it might be the bass. I just, I just do love it. It's such an interesting instrument. And just the fact that it binds the band together, you know, it's such an important I would role. take my stand-up bass because then I can, like, hollow it out and, like, row my way back off the island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that bass, it was, uh, at first you're kind of, like, reluctant because you're, like, I'm the bass player. And there's all the jokes of the bass player. But... In actuality, I've come to love the role of the bass player because it's kind of this binding moment where you have to take the rhythm and the melody and kind of put it together. And if you can do it well, people notice. Oh, yeah. And and when you do it really well, people say there's something different. Yeah. And that to me is more of a compliment than yeah. than you can ever get as a guitar player playing a cool solo. Mm. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? so. Yeah, and it's just knowing that it, it really relies upon uh, – you're having some taste and understanding understanding when to let loose and exactly at the right time and the rest of the time just holding everyone together, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And, and the, the, the thing I take from band from many years ago, as my teacher once said, is saxes should be seen, never heard. Right. And it's kind of the same thing as a bass player. You should be seen – but nobody should knows should know why you're up there. You right, I mean? right, yeah, it's yeah. Because oh, I just want to dance. All right, yeah, it just locks it. into everything. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. That's, that's kind of my goal always is just be like, hey, how's it going? I'm here, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. The underlying groove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just secretly binding everything yeah. together. I love that. What about what about you, Johnny? How do you find yourself playing music? Um, I think we've talked about this before, actually. We, yeah, uh, it's okay. That we I have a very combative way I got into music because my dad. The musician, he played guitar, bass, drums, keys. He sang in church. He did the whole damn thing and wanted me to do it all too. And I wanted nothing to do with it. Right. I tried guitar for like a week, hated it. Tried drums for like two months. He was better than me. I didn't want to do it. My sister played <laughs> piano and sang, didn't want to do it. And I just avoided music for like most of like my grade school life. Uh, middle school, I wanted to be cool, so I got into hip hop. Yeah. And I still love hip hop. Yeah. I have no problems with hip hop. But uh, I got into hip-hop, and I got into you know the whole G-Unit movement, and then Lil John, the East Side Boys, and all that. And at one point in like ninth or 10th grade in like 2005, Lil John samples Ozzy, and he samples Crazy Train. Oh, and I hear that little yeah, da 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 at the end, and I run up to my dad, 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 what's that? And he just, Italian New York, red in the face. It's a fucking guitar. <laughs> Goes up in the attic, gets the old dusty, broken, like half scale guitar out and throws it at me. Oh, it says, funny. learn it. And I was like, okay. Started doing that. And immediately after, mom, I don't want to be an architect anymore. I just want to do this forever. And she's yeah. like, your dad did. You, you'll be all right. And yeah. nice. that's pretty much uh, how it happened. That's wonderful. Runs in the family. Strong music genes. I love it. So um, how long has Rogue Theory been a thing? 
think <laughs> 10 years, I think. I don't yeah. know. It could be 10 or 12. Oh, I'm wow. not sure. I was going to say, wow. I think we're a little more than that. Uh, it might bud. be a little more than that. I'm not, honestly, uh, I have a hard time with anniversaries in general. That's why I was single for such a long time. <laughs> December 12th, 2011. But, um, yeah, <laughs> but it was. Actually, we just celebrated the other day, I think last um, Tuesday or this past weekend was the was the actually anniversary of when Preston had joined the band. Right. That was his first show, which I didn't know um, because I didn't have it on a calendar. But like I know, I know that um, we've been together for about ten, twelve years. We the unit has has morphed in, in interesting ways and creative sure. ways, which As is it will really over cool. that time, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So um, we're really, I'm really proud to say. I mean, personally, I'm really proud of the fact that we've been able to have. Um, you know the same same band name and same kind of groove going. Uh, Johnny's been with me probably the longest as far as more consistently, but I've played music with Ryan longer than anyone. Um, yeah. Even before Rogue Theory, uh, Ryan and I used to used to um, be filled with musical debauchery. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I I think that as long as I've known you, Rogue Theory's been a thing. Yeah. Let's go. yeah. That, the times that. Um, Propaganda back in the day, and well, yeah. you know all of those, all of those crazy, <laughs> right. crazy good times. Yeah, yeah the yeah. parts I remember were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The, um, all I, those weird impromptu jams that used oh, to happen. That was so. fun. That was fun. Um, but you know, realistically, uh, Ryan uh, joined Rogue Theory. Rogue Theory initially was intended to be, in my mind, it was intended to be a more of a studio band, like okay. a band for to write and to produce. And then we started playing live because we needed to make money. <laughs> so, sure. As we all do. As we all do, right? So we started playing, and we got really busy. At one point, we actually had to replace our um, bass player, and Ryan was actually available for a travel show that we had to St. Lucia. So we um, went down there and played um, the show there, and pretty much the rest is history. I mean, we kind of just stuck together like glue. Different drummer. We had different sax guy, too, and... We still know them all love there. There's no like what's which weird. You know, interestingly enough, you guys bands, you know, like yeah. you have like that one issue with somebody or something in a band or egos clash or whatever and, and you know, people go their own way. But I will say for the most part we've done a really good job of navigating those kind of differences and like everybody that used to play is still willing to play. Does yeah, I know what sense? you mean. It, it, yeah. It's it's got a bit dicey over the years with me, but I feel like now all the relationships that meant a huge amount to me at the time and still do have kind of come back into, you know, I'm hanging out with everyone again, which is really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. We're adults yeah. now. Yeah. 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 It's part of growing up. I think that's, that's yeah. that kind of like you, as you get older and you look back and you're like, man, that was really awesome. What I had there. Do I really want to just throw it away over something minuscule or whatever it is? Yeah. And you, you know, yeah. and, and you know, I'm older, wiser. What could I do with it now? You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. As my mum used to say, still does say, uh, make new friends but keep the old. These are silver, those are gold. <laughs> oh, I like that, actually. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. a good lyric. So, <laughs> probably write that down, Johnny. So talking about... Yeah, um, steal it. Steal it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Could be a new Rogue Theory song. Make new friends but keep... No, I can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. Uh, You're in. <laughs> Ben's in. <laughs> I'm definitely going to try and play some mandolin with you guys at the festival. Oh, nice. oh please do. So yeah. one of the things that, we really, that I personally enjoy... These guys hate it. As um, and I say this 
you could correct me if I'm if I'm mistaken on this, but I feel like at one point in our playing time, you guys have both said, "I hate this. I don't want to do this." Which is like where I like to invite people up to play all the time. And, yeah, yeah. You know, you get happy at a show, and then you get tired of your routine and whatnot. And somebody's like, "Oh, I play this," and I was like, "Awesome, come up here and play it." And if Ryan doesn't know it, he hates it. And if like, <laughs> and uh, we had actually, I learned my lesson in the keys with a guy that came up and played Sublime. It was a. Uh, yeah, he knew what he was doing. It was awful. That's the problem yeah. with live music at bars. I know how to play that yeah. song. But we've oh, been surprised. Okay. We've been so surprised in the past, too, where people yeah. have come up and, like, you go, okay, I don't know what this person does, and they'll sit at the drums or they'll play the bass or they'll play guitar. And, and, and they, like, you know, surprise you because they're so – they just fit right in, yeah. you know? You know, it's, it's funny. I yeah. used to be all about it, and mm. I still am about it if I have at least a modicum of faith in the person, but mm. I've also changed in the sense that I have no problem saying no either. Oh, yeah. You know, well, we've said like, we've yeah. definitely said no. I think yeah. I think now, because the evolution of the show um, from, you guys know this, from, like, you know, drunk days at, like, Kevro's or, like, you know, <laughs> or, like, yeah. uh, or, you know, these all these venues that you play at, like Connolly's or something. You know, maybe you go there. You go there to forget, you know. You don't right, go there yeah, to yeah, – yeah, yeah. I'm going to get paid to forget tonight, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and you uh, – there's a little more leeway there. I think a little more of a green light for people to come up and say, you know, they feel like they're yeah. part of the group. Yeah. Now that the show's a little more set and we have like um, – so Rogue Theory's approach was always thinking um, – in my mind was thinking like a DJ. So – like right. I, I didn't want the music to stop necessarily um, because I just wanted the music to keep going, but because I'm terrible at talking in between songs, so um, I just don't do the announcement thing well. Yeah. But it's also very impressive um, when you see a band and it's just a flow of music. I remember um, there was that period of time around the era of um, like Gogol Bordello and Floggy mm. Molly and stuff like oh, that. God, yeah. You'd go and see one of those bands and you'd walk in. They'd well, they'd walk on stage, start playing, and then they would just play. Yeah, and the yeah. Drive, the kick would just be like do go do go for yeah. like an hour straight, you know. <laughs> right. Then they might stop somewhere in the middle yeah. to say something, and then just keep going again. Right. You know? I think that's really cool. We try to take um, classics and refresh them uh, because South Florida's music scene down here. You know, whenever you play, there are certain songs that I would consider Florida standards that you have to know. Sure, absolutely. You know, so. Um, we try to take those and flip them on their heads. Uh, we've done some rearranging of classics or mashups that we love to put together. Um, yeah, well, like what are we talking? I'm just curious. Well, we do like um, we've like War Pigs, for example, is one of my new f- favorites that we're doing. So, cool. so years ago, we got a chance to play with Nico McBain from Iron Maiden, uh, yeah. drummer, right? And he uh, he has like a barbecue place, and yeah, eventually yeah. we'll get him on here. Yeah. yeah, well, it's not yeah, right. It's not like he flew over here from right, you know he, somewhere. He, he just lives, drove lives up the street or something, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but we we were playing the Twelve Guitars of Christmas for uh, Gator. The Gator um, was hosting this at Ibar and PGA. Uh, yep. And we were playing with that had to be like twelve years ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. And um, we played, played a show with him, and then we did our, uh, The Trooper with him, actually. And, uh, That's so awesome. It was a really cool experience, honestly, uh, to the point where at the end, you know, he was like, I've never heard that on a fiddle. Sorry. I just, it's fine. Go for it. I, said, I never heard. Okay, ready? I'm, gonna go, I'm going I'm, all in. I'm already <laughs> loving it. I never heard that in a fiddle. That's amazing. And then, like, gave me a hug. Oh, know. that's so pretty cool. good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. English well, you, accent you too, don't mess around yeah. on the fiddle. It has to be said. You know what you're doing. Oh, thank there. you, man. Thank yeah. you. I, I think. Um, I think for the most part, that whole that experience, and we we just took that song and we mashed it into. Uh, so we we take a verse and a chorus, but we put it right in the middle of War Pigs, and yeah. which is pretty cool. Uh, just because 
we used to do like Moana theme song to Moana, oh, cool. and then go right into War Pigs. So yeah. it, was, it was interesting watching just to see the demographic of people's heads turn. You know, yeah, like a little bit of yin yang. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like if it's a family place, like yeah. all these kids happen, and then and then when you start playing War Pigs, the kids kind of fade away, and all the bikers show up. You know, what I mean, it's yeah. that kind of feel. So um, <clears throat> other mashups. I mean, we've done. We do like uh, Watchtower into Stairway. We do. Right, yeah. uh, which I'm pretty sure we did before Dave, honestly. Yeah, we, yeah. we certainly did. I'm we not trying to be it. funny, but I think we did. <laughs> we'll talk to Dave about that. No, I was kidding. Um, <laughs> and then we did, uh, let's see, we, do, we used to do a hip-hop medley, and then we do like a rock medley. And it kind of it's kind of really cool because you're like, okay, we got like seven minutes to kill. Yeah, everyone know. loves a hip-hop medley too. It's a great – Yeah, it, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's always fun. It's a classic too because we all actually – well, he and I are fans of that same era, like G-Unit <laughs> and like Little John and stuff. Yeah, so it's okay. like how can, we, how can we make people kind of spin on heads? So we'll take um, – actually, one of my favorites too, Sweet Dreams into uh, Biggie. Actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Which yeah. Biggie tune? Um, B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A No info for the D-E-A Federal oh, sweet. <laughs> You guys know the song Yeah, 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 yeah. My money, my problems yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah, that's awesome So um, Early you were talking about how um, It was originally going to be a, a, a recording project And like, you know Writing songs and things like that And um, Does the band Have a writing process like how how do you guys write songs? Okay, I'm actually really excited about this one because I was hoping you'd ask this. Oh, great! Because we don't know, (laughs) (laughs) no, and and we don't know. No, some of the songs have come about from sound checks. Like, uh, so people that have come to see our show often know that the first thing that we do is kind of like us throwing pasta at the wall, see what sticks. Yeah, get our levels right and whatnot. So some of them come from sound checks. Other songs have come like um, actually we we revived some um, some of the older songs too that Ryan had written his baseline for Firestarter and and we had like back in the day with Escape Artist and we put that song together we revived that one recently um, Johnny br- put a song together Lydia where he brought his guitar parts and then we started adding melody and stuff so we we kind of help build off each other uh, sometimes yeah. some of the songs um, you know bring I'll bring a song sometimes be like I really want to do this one you know and um, the structure's there. But actually having the arrangement with everybody's input and whatnot really seems to be more of a collaborative effort. Yeah, okay. Um, so it takes a little longer because, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you're kind of like, ah. I feel like we we iron out the kinks in our songs just through playing them live a lot. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's you can only really understand how something feels and goes over when you're doing it in front of people right so, you know not yeah. all, not always sometimes you just know oh that's awesome but but other times it's like is it you know is that gonna work and then play it in front of people and you go oh no it has to be this it evolves yeah yeah it that's evolves. funny i actually went the other way with it it was uh, right. um, with these guys i was like we i don't want to play originals unless they start sounding as good as our covers oh, hell yeah or better and 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 it needs to be like second nature for us because it's it's you're presenting it's very vulnerable for me like you know I when you that. write your songs yeah you guys get it so you write you know it's very like a vulnerable moment of putting yourself out there putting your talent out there your thoughts your lyrics your words your emotions all that stuff into you know you're putting your heart and soul into something yeah, yeah. and then you and then you have like you know some drunk asshole I can say that right yeah. drunk drunk yeah. asshole at the bar that's like fifteen Guinnesses in and couple jamesons or something and he's no idea that it's your song right so yeah so it just it becomes this kind of like who do we want to play for as far as um appreciation for yeah. that because yeah. if not we'll just play sweet child you know what i mean yeah, that's the yeah. thing like we, yeah. we'll play you know we'll play some originals that we'll play a lot of originals actually mm-hmm. uh, and we'll, we'll throw them in and 
and you know, obviously, uh, when we throw them in, the crowd erupts and they're cheering and whatever. You know, mm-hmm. that's always amazing, and especially if it's if there's people in the crowd that have heard it before and right. like singing along. That's oh, amazing. that's amazing! But yeah. nothing is mm-hmm. worse than playing an original, and then you hit that last note, and then you're standing there, and it's like crickets, and there's 200 people in the room, yeah. and it's crickets, and you're like, well, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's funny though because uh, you you stick to it, right? Because yeah. you, you go back and you do it at another venue, and it might be crickets. But I've actually learned from my entertainment experiences that sometimes crickets isn't a bad thing. Like, sure, sure. Like something you'll get, like, even if you get to that one or two people that come up to you later, the ones that have the courage to come up afterwards and go, yeah. so the third to the last song, like, yeah. what, what was that? You know what I mean? And they want to know what it was. Totally. We're not stand-up comedians. You know, we're playing yeah. music. Sometimes music can affect you yeah. in a way where you sit yeah. back and you go, huh. Right, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. It's a little more pensive. I think yeah. I think one of the things that I aspire to as a Rogue Theory band, too, is uh, for the future is to continue writing songs like the direction that we're going in now seems a little bit more, first of all, mature. We're growing up. Which, yeah. you know, and musically, too, we're growing up and we've grown and we've evolved. But, like, I think um, right now the whole writing a song on purpose, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, with intent. Like, yeah. like, like, not just being like, oh, cool, I got a jam riff thing we're doing. Right, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, And I, th- I think that's where my head's at as far as, like, where our structure is going to be at for the next um, album that's coming out in March. Are you um, thinking of making it... Is there any kind of through-running concept to the album? Like, it not not in the sense that yeah. it's like a concept album, but is there like? Yes, absolutely. It's um, ADD. Is the uh, oh. is ADHD is not? I mean, not on purpose, but it's like it's just what it is. Uh, <laughs> it's all over the place. Like we have a song that's like a ska song. Another one's like I mean, we're we're a rock band. If you were to say what genre, I have this problem a lot actually trying yeah. to define. You know, when you're trying to promote your band, where do we fall? And we are in the rock category, I yeah. believe. But we have a lot of sweet songs as well that are kind of um, more ballady. There's all sorts of flavors in there. There's that kind of slightly bluegrassy country flavor in there. There's mm-hmm. the funk flavors in there. Yeah, yeah really definitely funk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of different stuff in the melting pot. It's really, like, really great. When we're plugged in. It's a uh, and it's rocking like uh, yeah. with the horns and everything. It's a uh, it, it moves me in a certain way, and I hope it moves other people. Like I, I was reading um, recently about why we do things and um, not how or what we do, but like why we do it. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. We had a video clip of a show that we played at Sunfest, which is shared on Instagram. And there was this one moment. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, by the way. We've, for last year, we've, yeah. we've been um, – we've been, we tried to get on it this year, and we didn't get it. Wait, I thought you – no? <laughs> no, uh, we didn't. We didn't so, either. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so if anyone's listening to this and does yeah. the Sunfest, have us on next year. Dropkick Murphys are playing. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not. So, why are we. Come yeah. on, guys. Anyway. <laughs> I, I second that with you. I don't know. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. You should have Kill Billies on. We're not, we're not better. <laughs> uh, if, they, if, if our word has anything to say, Kill Billies should play Sunfest. Um, we're making decisions. Exactly. Moving right. forward. <laughs> um, no, I, th- I think realistically the exciting thing about something like that was seeing side shots. Because obviously you're playing. You can't film yourself, right? So yeah. you, like seeing a side shot that was there of the show. And, and there was a moment where we got to the, a build in the song and then it drops off like a clean cutoff. And, and you could hear the crowd like, ah, like in the video too and like even Johnny actually on one part he's like, woo! Like you could hear it like, yeah. it's, it was... 
kind of blew you away, you know, being able so to do cool. shows like that. And those are the kind of shows that obviously we all want to do, but yeah. um, but that that moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. That one moment where it just it helps you realize that you're doing something right. Yeah, you know? and sometimes yeah. you just the the band and the audience and the music just feel connected. Ah, it's there. You just get that yeah. moment. You just, oh, oh, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. chemistry though. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if there had to be a theme, um, if I was like forced to, yeah, yeah, you're gonna die if you don't. Like you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I I would say it's uh, <clears throat> it's like uh mindfulness i think there's like mindfulness of, nice. your, of your of your present because your your past and your future aren't aren't promised so it's kind of sure. like that whole you know and it's kind of follows our journey too of of love and loss and and um triumphs and and glory and having somebody be there for you being there for someone else as well yeah. i think that matters more we try to stay away from like uh, love songs, if you will, you know. Sure, it's so hard, right, to write a song and you're just like. Oh. Well, you know what? I yeah. I probably I probably write one and one an album. Mm. Like I I try and stay away from them too. It's hard. It's hard to pick yeah. a topic outside of that because you're doing something you're passionate about that you love that you enjoy and you want people to love it too. So, you know, you kind of have that um, that relationship. How do you build that relationship with topics that are not? You know what? That obvious. I find it's. It, it works best for me writing love songs if there's also another thing in the song, a story about something else. Like, mm. so there's some love involved in it, but it's not like the, it's not the main thrust. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? I, yeah. I've had actually quite a lot of lyrical like luck kind of trying to bring two separate elements together and, mm-hmm. and kind of just see how they interact with each other and, you know, in, in a song. But, but, so when you are, um, right, who, by the way, writes the lyrics in the band? Uh, I do. Yeah. Um it's definitely been a uh some some it's interesting cuz they, they they never work out the same way. So like for uh well here for you um those lyrics had come out before as a poem before years ago and it just kind of fit to that melody. Yeah. yeah. So and then other times it's been um on the spot and that's okay this seems like a good theme start with that theme and then build off of it. Yeah. Other times it's literally just a yeah, like two thirds. Like it just like you know, my like two sided coin living a three sided life. It just that's how I felt at that time. Yeah. Like you ever flip the coin, it lands like this. Yeah. You know, yeah, it lands yeah. like on its side. In that, a super position. Right. It <laughs> happened to me. You feel like a superhero. And um, and I happened to me one day, and I was like, I was like, that's how I feel right there. It's not heads or tails. It's like I feel like I'm right there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like we're on that edge. So that's where that. That's song a cool lyric. From, yeah. I love that. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so um, you're writing the lyrics. When it comes to the when it comes to the music, it's just a kind of a big mashup between all of you and different every time. Or? Yeah, well, we've done some of the songs that we've revived recently. Like we took the second verse of "On My Mind" and we changed that up. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've taken like songs and rearranged them with our own level of musical maturity, I guess, since it's yeah. been growing. Um, and then the other question mm-hmm. I wanted to ask was. Um, in terms of recording, firstly, do you guys have your own setups at home for demo, etc.? And also, um, do you are you when it comes to the album and the songs that you're producing, are you producing them in house or are you going to a studio? Um, personally, we try to do as many things out um, out of the box as possible. Sure. So, like, if we can get, uh, we each of us has our own rig at home to record remotely if we need to to go yeah. direct, but like. For drums, obviously, I some of the some of the programming uh, that Garrett does. Garrett's our drummer; he's not here. So. Yeah, hi, Garrett. Hey, Garrett. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Keeler? Um, <laughs> it's uh, so he's he 
pretty good at setting up MIDI drums or, or, or whatnot. And then personally, I like for some of the songs to have that live sound. So we'll book some studio time for the drums, um, vocals in the studio, uh, live, yeah. like acoustic violin in the studio. Where would you be? Uh, where where, where have, have you been recording lately? Like which studios? Uh, my personal favorite, I'm afraid to say, because I, I don't want anybody else to go there. Um, <laughs> it's hard to get time it. there right now. It is. It. It, but it's, it's a positive thing. It's a really positive. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. he knows what he's doing. He's a really good engineer. Is it, is it in this area or is it in this? Uh, no, it is. It's, it's Power Station. So, oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. I'm going there on Sunday. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I love that space. I love the vibe in there. Um, We've all had a chance to go record in some pretty amazing studios. Like sure. we did, uh, we recorded our first four songs at Dark Horse in Nashville. Um, nice. It was like a cathedral. It was like Hogwarts, and like the Shire had a baby, <laughs> and, and there was a barn with a with a microphone inside. You know what I mean? Oh, like wow. that. It was a really cool experience. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was, you know, we've had a chance to do that, but always the engineer I've noticed it doesn't matter the location as much as the engineer has your back and that's a big part of it and if so. they're fast if they're you know what I mean that's it, everything honestly oh my god they're competent engineer is essentially your sound yeah. yeah you know it doesn't matter what board you're using doesn't matter what guitar you're, aiming sure. you're using like I've, I've had issues like in the past where I work with somebody at their house and it sounds better than going into some multi-million dollars oh studio. yeah because you know oh I want to have these frequencies kind of shine through, but they're they're thinking, but I've always done it this way, and you're yeah. like, but that's not what the sound that we're or I'm used to. Yeah, you know, I come from this idea that if I'm playing live, everything's dialed in the way you know we're we're painting we're Picasso pic- painting that picture, and if we're if we're doing the same thing in the studio, we're still Picasso painting that picture. Sure. Now you got. Your cousin who's coming in, like, well, I don't know. Maybe we should do this here. We should. And it gets really sketchy. So the engineer, to me, is like literally like the most important piece of really, that. Sure thing. And recently, I had an experience with an engineer. He wasn't particularly good at the editing side of it, and it was just unbelievably infuriating. It was because these days, so mm. many people are so quick at it. I was like, "How do you not know?" How well, to you do get that? you get the idea, right? You're singing, right? So you get yeah. the idea, and sometimes, like, as soon as the the wrong note or word comes out, you're like, "I need that back." Like, yeah, give yeah. it to me, give it to me again. And if the if the engineer goes, "Okay, guy, yeah, uh, one second. <laughs> well, it, I suppose my point was, that, and actually, yeah. it was in a situation where it was in a situation where um, we were using. It, it was in a kind of an old school setting. It was meant to be in an old school setting, but the the digital side of of, of the place was. It's like it was his first time using Pro Tools. It was just. Mm. It was just brutal. Yeah, but, well, yeah. It's, it's, it's time too. I mean, you're paying for this time. Yeah. So yeah. an engineer that can respect that and can move at that at that pace with you, uh, you're getting your money's worth. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So it actually makes you want to extend your time or work longer because you feel inspired to keep going so you know i yeah. bet you the there's the other side of the coin as well i bet because we do all have our own home studios the engineers are like oh everyone's an expert <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh I, I know i gotta be honest man like i go into a studio and i'm just like look man i'm here to do this yeah this is what i'm here to do let me get this done and then you know let you push the buttons we do the sinking you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. like yeah. i don't like to step on her toes because it slows them down no, absolutely, and I think that's wise. So, um, when it comes to the South Florida music scene, have you uh, have you had good experiences down here? How do you feel about oh, it? 
That's a loaded question. It, um, <laughs> just focus on the positive. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes or no? <laughs> um, oh God. You want uh, me to take this or? <laughs> well, I think I think we could all I think we could all speak on this. Yeah. I think. Um, so, I, I see uh, so, the South Florida music scene. First of all, there's a lot of talent down here. Let's just start yeah. with that. There is. Um, there's a lot of unheard talent as well, which is something that we appreciate. Why you guys are doing what you're yeah. doing, seriously, because yeah, people need an outlet, which is absolutely important. Um, the music scene down here. There's where does where do you start? Like I mean, <clears throat> venues alone. I mean, there were. Before 2020, there was a lot of venues, right? And now we're talking about a certain slim venues. I know you guys are doing more stuff up north, and there's still some places that are holding steady and being strong and great and whatnot. But places like Culture Room or like, you know, these kind of closed off to the South Florida scene just because they're a Live Nation room. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it kind of it kind of is like, yeah. well, that's our that's our local. Like, you guys are killing our, our medium-sized venue sure. for the local acts to be able to perform there. It's really frustrating. Yeah. So, like, having places like Matthews that can step up and, you yeah. know, have the right stage, have the right lights, you know what I mean? Yeah. Have have the right sound. That really, that really helps. It's really encouraging. I have liked the camaraderie that's always been down here. Um, there's very few, like, oh, I don't want to go see that band. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, very yeah, few yeah, of yeah. that, you know? And, um, yeah, but we've been doing this for so long down here. We've seen places come and go. We've seen sure. yeah. the energy shift. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you think? I think you summed it up pretty well, honestly. It's just a matter of community, mm-hmm. you know, and I think the, the musicians in terms of community have done really well um, kind of sticking together. You know, I haven't seen Ben here in years, but yeah. – I, I have you on my Facebook feed. I, I know. I, I, I feel like we have, even though we haven't yeah. seen each other. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, I think that's what what really matters. And, you know, the fact that you guys went and made this podcast and then not on top of that, then now you're doing your own festival. You're like, Sunfest? What's that? You know, mm-hmm. originally Sunfest was that local, we want everyone. And then they still have that aspect, but it's it's grown. And that's what we all want to do is we want to grow, but yeah. you know, we, we also want to have the tide raise all the boats. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think as musicians, if we just kind of keep our heads together, we will do that together. And I've noticed yeah. that from the, the very first time I ever played a show at propaganda before anything was done in that room, it was like, what's going on here? And then 10, 15 years later, now look at it. You know, it's yeah. it's a, it's, a, it's a whole community of people. And yeah. I remember when they were doing the festivals out in the street. You yeah. know, and they had the big bands coming in. It was like, whoa, this is this is cool. You know, yeah. they were bringing national acts in. You know, it's just, yeah. I think it's just keep your head down, keep moving, and 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 keep the community together. And we've got this. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it's exactly right. You want the tide to raise all the boats. That's that that's it. And and that takes. A little bit of um, sort of integrity on the on you know on the part of people who are involved in it. One of the things that um, one of the things that I've been thinking about quite re- recently, which is quite a sort of serious topic to me, is that it, the quality of music being played in Florida and how mm-hmm. how good the music is mm. is entirely dependent on the people who are playing it, mm. and so it's like. If you want there to be more original, if I want there to be more original music and more original acts out there, got to make more original music and put on more original shows. It's really as you have to produce, like you have to produce. Like I think right now, I think our biggest push um, is produce. It's just like you know, not just 
not just do the shows because let's be honest down here it's easy to put a band together in a way um well not maybe not easy is not the right word but it's it's not it's a little more facilitated for you to put a band together and get a show you know to yeah. book, to book somewhere there's yeah. always going to be a place that requires live music and, yeah. and they don't really care if you're good or not yeah you know but there's uh that being said like i think there's a lot of venues out there to be able to make a consistent living as a musician down here if you're yeah. willing to travel if you're willing sure. to you yeah. know do your stuff as opposed to nashville which is not that way you can make a living there but you have to pay a lot more and you're, yeah. you know, you're playing on tips so there is kind of that guarantee which is fantastic i love it down here with with people i just personally i feel like the communication amongst the bands and the groups that are out there if it wasn't for certain individuals that have played with all these people you know because you can go see a band you're like oh like ryan like yeah you see ryan yeah. play like oh, that guy again yeah right it was like <laughs> what band are you in like you play with like everybody you know so so you start seeing that kind of like leaning on each other we're short on this guy we need this yeah and that kind of support yeah. to me is what makes it exciting in, in a yeah. way you know like that's the positive for me. I yeah. think. I mean, I I grew up down here, and so I, I've seen venues come and go. And I, I think the biggest thing right now for for original bands, and mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, is there's not there's not as many venues as there was once upon a time mm-hmm. that support. Not that they don't support local music, but rather don't support original bands. Right. A lot of these, a lot of these venues, you know, they they want the band that's coming in and playing three and four hours worth of covers because that's mm-hmm. what they think their patrons want to hear, and so you know they'll pay you to do that, and, and a lot of musicians do that, and no knocking on that at all. I mean, we do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's how you make a living down right. here as a musician, you know? yeah. Um, but but you know, other outside of like say like Respectables or Propaganda, mm. um, you know Matthews now does you know original bands every now and then and stuff like outside of these you know handful small handful of venues, the problem is you know you talk to these these uh, these venue owners and they just they they don't see the value in in the original shows. Well, but, I think something yeah. Ricky was saying, uh, well, I think something Ricky does, um, Ricky belief, and and something that I uh, agree with and I want to try and do more of is kind of change that paradigm to where you're taking that slot and you're guaranteeing people but you are it may be a, instead of it being one band playing three or four hours you had two or three bands you know we've done that too but yeah you, 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 we've you, done you, a bit of that and the, the problem yeah. is the money yeah, the then, money but yeah then if you can yeah. but you know if you could promote it probably you could get more people in there you know right. and then maybe up the money you know i just think like my Something that I would like to encourage local bands to do. I mean, for us, it's difficult to do as well because we our lives as adults now has everybody's taken their own journeys. Like you know, the teaching. I'm, I'm teaching too. We all teach. We're all involved in education one way or the other. Sure, me too. Yeah, band. But like, um, I would love to like do some labor of love kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, either supporting a, a a cause or like you know a venue like that's that could use the that could use the love you know what yeah, i mean and just yeah. be like hey we're just going to pack this place so yeah man um that's one of the things we're looking forward to at brew house we actually were the first band ever play at brew house are you serious had, yeah i know that's, that's cool crazy um i love that place yeah now they have like that you know before they had the little stage they had like that weird light um yeah. like palm tree light and stuff yeah. so like we had, you know it's kind of like um not forgetting where where you played at just because you're getting paid better yeah. elsewhere or whatever. If you're just look, if you're just thinking of the bottom line, then you're missing the why. You, uh, why you're doing this? And yeah, I, I'd like to. I'd like to refocus. Uh, get us. Get us on, on the that. motivations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, feel man. that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So when it comes to 
like practicing your instrument, do you still practice <laughs> on your own? Uh, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> um, does teaching count as practice? I think so. Um, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, I relearned how to read music recently because when's the last time I looked at like a treble clef? I don't know. Well, that college. counts. So, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I've thought a lot about it, especially like. We, we we have the the horn players that we play with at the, some of the bigger shows. Yeah. Uh, we played at Ransom and Marcus recently, and we'll do a jazz tune, and I'll fumble my way through a solo. I got some cool lines sometimes. Depends on the day. And then you hear the improv that comes out of really, really well-practiced, really well-prepared, yeah. and just really, really engrossed in the style. Yeah. And you're like... Well, I I need to stay up all night. This is this is not acceptable. Yep. <laughs> unless unless you're unless you're calling playing um, jazz solos on your guitar blowing lines, you're not engrossed in the scene. No. that's the real jazz right there. Yeah. Oh that's that's us, man. Every time every time James or I do something wacky, we all look at each other. We're like jazzy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I thought you were going to say that's us, Ben and. His coke is a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to play jazz. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, um, Ryan, do you? Pra- I don't even. Do you practice? I only have to practice when I have to learn new songs. He's a okay. bass player. He doesn't have to practice. Well, we all have natural talent. The thing was, is I had a regiment. Like when when I wasn't really in bands playing live that often, I would be like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to learn this song because it has these techniques that. Is going to allow me to do this. I used to do that, and then I decided that I need to teach full time at a high school and want to join five bands and work at a restaurant. And now I have only time to sleep and do those three things. Yeah. So whenever I'm called upon, you know, I sat in for Spread the Dub a few weeks back. I spent two weeks just listening to Spread the Dub over and over and over. So was I practicing? Yes, Spread the Dub music. Well, if you're if you're a and also if you've been playing for you know as long as we have. You can practice by listening to music. Yeah, and it's not like it not necessarily goes all the way, right? But it goes a long part of the way because the feel and the you know and the uh, and this you're getting the feel, you're getting the structure, you're getting all of this stuff, you're getting the general vibe of it. And there might be bits of it where you actually have to sit and figure it out. But when it comes to like the chords and stuff, I mean, we're past I, that. I think you know? a, I think a big part of it is uh, you know as as a bass player, it's you know if I'm doing session work. I need to make sure that I'm fulfilling the role that I'm filling. Yeah. That that in and of itself is a practice. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's when I fill in, I've done a, a couple other session works for like just cover, random cover stuff. You know, I have to learn Nickelback songs and I want to kill myself. Oh, man. Yeah. It because was they're awful. so amazing. Yes. I love Nickelback. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? <laughs> It, it, the thing is, is I had I, you got to sit down and you got to do it. And just because I don't want to do it, you know, doesn't mean I shouldn't. You know, I want I want to yeah. get up there and I want to give the audience and give the bandmates that I may always play with or never play with yeah. the best version of me. Hell yeah, yeah. dude! And yeah, and of course. and yeah, whenever I, you're ready to bring that to our show, <laughs> we, <laughs> we love uh, it. Uh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Which door? The store's covered. The <laughs> <laughs> no, but no. Yeah. That, but that, that's, that's the thing about practice is like what kind of practice do you want? Because a yeah. lot of people get caught up with the theory and all that is great. But, you know, what about practicing understanding how your amp works? 
or yeah. how your pedals are work <laughs> together. Because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. there's days where I like I literally sat down I'm like, all right, I got this new pedal, it's gonna be great. And then you get to the show and you're like, I should have played with this way more before mm-hmm. I, I got up here. Ben's looking at me because he got me a pedal for Christmas that I probably have only touched like twice. Yeah. <laughs> and I've yet to bring to a show. So, so like what practice do you want? Do you want to practice your gear? Do you want to practice your, your yeah. technique or your yeah. theory? So yeah. literally and that's why being a musician is a lifelong endeavor. You know yeah. what I mean? That's really it's what a kind of touch on something that was interesting too. Like, what do you want to practice? Like, offer your question. Um, setting time aside outside of playing notes is is so valuable for when you're playing as consistently as we are every yeah. weekend. Like, um, checking your cables. I mean, s- silly yeah. things like that. Like, you get to a show and you plug in. You're just like, this isn't working. Yeah. What is happening? Or your batteries, making sure you have the right batteries. Like, all of that, in my mind, is part of practice yeah well, it's good practice it's good way. practice yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well yeah. you're practicing for a show you're practicing yeah. like more so than the notes you're playing you're practicing everything around that and i think yeah. i think uh for me practicing yeah. for me practicing um I, since i since we teach since i teach music to the kids um yeah that's kind of my practice honestly i run through scales with the kids Tell me about it. oh my god seriously yeah, <laughs> i run through scales every day with them Add a note in uh, here change battery say <laughs> 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 a reminder for sure um yeah. and that's that's kind of that's kind of my my practice but i will say um I do leave my instrument cases open. I leave them on the walls. Yeah, yeah uh, that's important. You know what I mean? I leave my bows are rosined up. They're ready to go. I don't yeah. always touch them, but when I do touch it, I feel confident that I'm ready to go. Yeah. Sure. You know I mean? no, that's, important. So, that's important. I've been practicing my hurdy-gurdy like it's going outside. <laughs> I, in all fairness, the hurdy-gurdy has been out of style for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been practicing it like crazy trying to get better at it. So I, right now I'm practicing a ton. But, and and all, it's a shame because I'm, I'm sort of on this trajectory of my guitar as well, but that's had to take a bit of a backseat, at least until after St. Patrick's Day. Because mm. I've got I to just, bust that thing. I just practice my bass face. That's it. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> right? Right? You gotta have good bass face, right? Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> always. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah. practice it; he's already perfected it. Yeah, a, a resting bass face, bass face. Yeah. a twenty four seven bass face. <laughs> it's the real RBF. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. All right, now we know. Now we know. All right, I, I think it might actually be a good opportunity now for us to see this resting bass face. Why don't you go play us a couple of tunes? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Just cause I'm crazy about you Oh 
speed when I'm full speed. Let the song sing for me. You and I start to feel free. And I said, yeah, yeah. Fire starters. 
This episode and our festival are sponsored by Pure Honey magazine, and it is a staple down here. It's been um, just such a resource for South Florida music scene. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Molly? Yes. Back in 2011, they went old school with the physical zine that provides both a service to the South Florida scene and a vehicle for businesses to get their messages out to a growing segment of readers who continue to embrace and admire a retro product. Yeah, it's really cool. I don't know if you've ever read Pure Honey magazine. I'm sure you have. They're all over the place and they're really great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pure Honey has been has been around for for quite a while now, and it's um, it is an a- absolute resource for um, uh, musicians, for music, um, for shows. Um, they have an amazing online calendar. They have an amazing calendar in the physical magazine. Um, you know, it's just it's just been a, a huge resource for shows and musicians. And um, we are, are very, very fortunate. They reached out to us when they saw we were doing our festival for the second time this year. And they reached out to us and, and immediately said, uh, we want a sponsor. How do we get involved? Um, so having having someone like Pure Honey involved in 561 Music Festival is, is absolutely gold to us. Yeah, absolutely. It makes us... Uh feel official so thank right. thank you pure honey we yeah, really so, appreciate yeah, it yeah thank you very much and uh, big props to, to pure honey for uh, for stepping up and sponsoring us this episode and the festival are also sponsored by backsaver chiropractic care and therapy um, these guys are absolutely amazing. Dr. Christopher White over there, um, great, great, great chiropractor, um, amazing, just individual, amazing person, huge supporter of the arts and uh, and the local music scene. Um, they were uh, one one of the very few sponsors, one of one of the only almost sponsors that we had for the first festival. Um, yep. When we had the first festival, uh, Dr. Chris White stepped up to the plate and said, "How do I get involved? I'm going to do this. Let's let's do this." And uh, was one of the you know purchased one of the top tier sponsorships that we had for the festival last year. So kind. We couldn't have done it without it. It really saved us. So, you know, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. And this year when we announced the festival, um, I don't think I had even finished the announcement that the festival was going to happen. And he was reaching out again. How do I get involved? Let's do this again. And once again, they are our top tier sponsor. So, um, you know, thank you very much to uh, to Chris and his whole team over there. Um, if you guys are involved in an, in an auto accident or any personal injury issues, um, you have back issues, uh, any anything like that, go see Dr. Chris White. He's he's absolutely amazing uh, and and back saver. Those guys are. Um, all amazing over there. You know, they they do the massage therapy. They do the adjustments on your back. You know any anything like that. So definitely go check them out and uh, tell them we sent you and tell them thank you for for being huge sponsors of local music. Yeah, excellent chiropractors and also patrons of the arts. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Five Six One Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar and Grill. It's a biker bar in Tequesta, and if you're driving up US One. You come across it on the right-hand side. It's a, a little bar there. It's bright yellow. You can't miss it with the handlebars on, on the sign. And it has a 
long and storied history. It's been there. It used to be called Judy's, um, and it was run by this guy Victor, who sadly passed this year, R.I.P. Victor. And uh, then my father-in-law took it over, and he's doing a great job up there. There is a bike night every second Thursday of the month, and there is a jam every fourth Sunday of the month. If you're interested in that kind of thing, it's just an all-inclusive, any, any kind of music, any style, any ability type of a jam. And there's great beers on tap, and they're wonderful food. Bernsey the chef does a fantastic job. Um, if you're interested in classic cars or classic bikes, there's always that kind of stuff hanging around there. It attracts that sort of a crowd because it's called Handlebars Bar and Grill, so it makes sense. And, um, yeah, you should come swing by. It's uh, it's definitely a local spot and has a lot of character. And there's people who have been going there for decades and decades. It's one of those places that's um, a part of the furniture in Tequesta and... You should definitely come check it out. I um, booked the music for the place and love doing it. And um, I was a part of helping set the place up. And um, I'm a huge fan. And you should anyone who is interested in biker bars, or even if you've just never been to one and you're curious about what a biker bar is about, you should go and check out Handlebars Bar and Grill. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road, and it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water, and it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where, you know, that brings people together. Um, you will take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam. Or baby foot, as they call it in France. And... Uh, yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there. All sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band. And his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day -day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, we run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But 
really the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, we are also a studio, a live stream venue, and can, we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, but outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. So we've just uh, listened to um, an ad for Live Music Community, which is the, where we're sitting right now. It's uh, the place that I work, and it is a music school, among many other things. And um, what we try and do at, at Live Music Community is um, help upcoming musicians. And so I was wondering, do you have any advice for people getting into the music game? If you don't love it, do something else. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm, fair. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you um if you are an impatient uh, person or if you feel as though you have a passion for anything else, <laughs> uh, you, should yeah, pers- you should pursue. You should you should pursue. Well, not necessarily. I mean, I'm, you could share passions, right? But I mean, as far as music industry, not so much playing music. Yeah. Anybody can play music. Everybody should play music, honestly. But yeah. like. But like as far as like if you want to pursue this as a career like like we have or even pursue this um, with ambitions to travel at a tour or to uh, release an album or to um, just produce or write music. I'm not saying don't write. You should definitely write. But if you're planning on doing this to get checks and to uh, pay your bills and whatnot um, and you're not loving it. Do something else. Yeah, yeah. You're save. You're taking up space for people that really are passionate, and also, at the end of the day, you're not feeding your soul. So yeah, yeah. yeah why do it? That's good advice. What, mm-hmm. Any anyone else? Um, I think it's about building relationships. Something mm-hmm. that I've come to learn over the years is some of the best uh, venues, gigs, whatever you want to call them, um, and experiences are through the relationships that you mm-hmm. build within the community. Um, that, and also think about your ego. Um, sometimes we, we forget and we lose ourselves, whether it's on or off stage in a practice room or even by ourselves. Sometimes we get down on ourselves. I can't learn the song or I'll never be able to play this song. There's so many times where I thought that, and then I come back to something and I knock it out of the park and I go, Oh, I always had it in me. I just had to keep going. Yeah. I think keep going is probably the, the biggest, um, advice I could give to any up and coming young musician, especially people who are like, I can't play an F major bar chord. You know, it's, it's okay. We all couldn't. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say, it couldn't. does actually kind of suck to play an F major bar chord. That's yeah. why I picked that one in specifically. That's why that's I picked that one right. specifically. That's, that's, yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, just keep going. Don't, don't stop. Even if you feel that you want to, and you know what, if you need to take a break, take a break. Come back to it because sometimes that break is part of the practice. Break is practice. Space is needed in music. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. That's Some good advice. Got anything for us? Um, piggybacking a little bit off of both of you guys. Uh, one, one of the biggest things I learned because I, I joined this band relatively young. I joined Rogue Theory at like 22. Yeah. Um, 
And based on the story I told before, that would mean I played for like six years before I, I joined this band and sold my soul. Um, <laughs> but uh, traded. One, one, one of the, <laughs> bartered. <laughs> that's more appropriate. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the the biggest things I learned from you was joys in the work. Um, yeah. And we all forget it sometimes. Yeah. That is one of the the the, the biggest killers for a lot of people in music is that they're not at this checkpoint they put themselves at. But really, making it isn't getting to that checkpoint. It's continuing to do stuff after that checkpoint. Yeah. Everyone at this table has played that show that a lot of people aspire to play. We've all been on a stage in front of the amount of people that we said, oh, I just need to be in front of this amount of people, or just record this song, or just do this thing. And that's all great and celebrate those accomplishments. But then the work continues. Yeah. And that's making it, is if you continue to do these things and you continue to find success, whether it's financial success or whether it's emotional success, whatever it is, if you're making the relationships with the people you want to make the relationships with, if you are able to express yourself in a way you previously couldn't because I'm not a talker. Yeah. But when I play, I feel like that's who I am. Yeah. And that's uh, especially for, for the younger people who are listening hopefully um hopefully not to all of it because we definitely cursed on this program um <laughs> but uh but yeah that's that's one of the biggest things i i am really uh, a fan of and yeah kind of push music to any student or anybody i, yeah. I talk to about it actually it's funny you said you know make making it and we've all had this conversation before at one point like what does that look like what does success look like for me it's not about success it's about progress so yeah. like if you're not making progress then that means you're not making it like if you're not making music then you're not making it so yeah. you could you could sit at home and you could play shows like we were playing like 18 shows a month at one point and burnout was real you know we were feeling that way so we stopped writing we stopped practicing we stopped uh, producing so yeah we were making a check but that was a result of getting booked right but we weren't elevating anywhere like yeah, it wasn't feeding yeah. our soul yeah. you know yeah. and we've all had those gigs where like when you leave there you feel like you left a piece of your soul yeah there, you know like like oh um, yeah yeah and to yeah. add to that actually um so i'm sure we're all familiar with their, the the pixar movie soul yeah which is all about being a musician but there was one moment i it just it hit me right in the heart and i almost fell over in my chair because like the, the whole time he's wanting to the, the main character is wanting to be a jazz musician. He's a teacher. He's miserable. He hates his life. Oh, sounds like me. Um, <laughs> and but he's ultimately he has this like conundrum. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied because I'm not playing with this group or mm-hmm. at this venue. And then he finally gets to sit in and at the end of the movie, and he's like, "So, so what's it like to make it?" And the lady turns to him. And he's like, "Honey, what are you talking about?" And he goes, what do you mean? And she goes, think of it this way. If you're a fish on the coral reef and you're like, I can't wait to go out to the ocean. And the other fish says, you're already in the ocean. You're doing it. This is it. You made it. Yeah. We're doing it. We're yeah. making a living. You know, yeah. if that means giving lessons on the side, if that means making a podcast about music in the local community, if that means teaching music at a high school or at a middle school, it's that's it. You're yep. doing yeah. your musicianship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. it. You're sharing your, your, your talent, your love, your knowledge. Absolutely. You know? feel and, exactly the same way. And we forget because we see national acts and yeah. we go, oh, that's what it's supposed to be. And we forget that's the lottery. 
Yeah. That's the lottery. You know what I mean? And if you're lucky enough to get onto the supporting acts or even become one of those nationals, that's great. But even on their off time, you know what they're doing? Probably teaching, probably thinking about music in other ways, producing. Totally. And that's something I learned, you know, when you sort of get to peer behind the veil and you get to know some of those people, you realize the lives aren't that different. Mm. You know, they're pretty much the same, honestly. Yeah, I I had a big uh, come to Jesus moment when – uh, my buddy Andy, shout out to Andy. Uh, he's talking about this this band Dead to Me. Oh my God! They, and we were covering their songs and playing and singing them to to the stars, right? And then he tells me, "Oh yeah, the bass player is a busboy." Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. I go, oh, they're people too." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. this was years ago. Obviously, I was young and, and trying, and I realized you can do things other than music and feed that 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 monster of like I need to be on stage, I need to perform, I need to have fun with my friends, yeah. Yeah. I need to learn my instrument. You know, I think that's that's the key to success. We've had this conversation mental, on here. Mental acuity. Yeah, we've had this conversation on here quite a bit actually. Uh, of, of you know what is making it look like, and and it it's different for everybody, obviously. Um, you know, but. Uh, you know, you like you said, you have those national acts that that you know, yeah, they're touring, they're making money, they're doing their thing or whatever, and then and then you have people like us that are that are that are playing and we're making money locally, and it's like, you know, can you say that we haven't made it? No, I mean, we're all making money playing music, we're all enjoying it, and we're all like you said, mm-hmm. pro, you know, we're all progressing, we're all writing. I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that that's making it, you know. At a different level, but it's still making. Well, it's it, just you know? A, it. You know, it's something, and I've said this before and here as well. But J- James, um, you know, says the difference between someone who's who's making in music and someone who isn't is whether you're still doing it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just got to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah you can't give up. It's a, <clears throat> we recorded at um at uh, what used to be Critical, I guess Miami uh, Recording Beach Studios down there, and and the um. The engineer and now owner of the studio, he was, he was, he told me he's like, you know, I've seen you guys doing your thing for for a while now, and he's like, I just you know commend you guys because the last man standing is the one that's that's yeah that's I've winning, that like, you know, yeah, the last the last man standing, keep going, just keep doing what you guys are doing, um, challenge yourself. I think that's really yeah. important. I think we yeah. I think we we get it's so easy to fall into a routine down here and and. Uh, you know, to have, um, you know, your fans that support you at certain venues and you feel obligated to have to play there to, you know, keep up with them and whatnot. But but take that break. Like, we took a break. We we needed a break. And we, yeah. we took a break. I mean, I literally moved out of the state to get a break. You <laughs> right. know? Yeah, yeah. And um, and uh, the things that were feeding my soul was coming back here and playing those those venues and actually cutting out how often we were playing for us at the time was – really beneficial because we got a chance to focus on okay what are we trying to produce what are we trying to put forward what kind of energy are we putting into the show every show now has uh more of a soul and more of a life to it because it's we're not doing it as often for one and b like uh we're all fortunate enough to be in a position where we don't have to and before we had to like if we wanted to make rent we had to play like we've all actually lived together at one point or another Mm -hmm. i think and so we've all known like okay man we gotta get this show (laughs) like you know we gotta do this and what how much is it oh it's you know it's gonna be like 75 bucks a man or 100 bucks a man or whatever happens to be you know we we got we gotta take it because otherwise i don't eat this week you know so we've all been there the struggle 
is part of the journey. And if you don't embrace it, like we said, the joy is in the work. Like yeah. if you don't embrace, that's why I say if you don't love it, do something else. Because yeah. No, I think there's a lot of really, really good advice there. And, and this is one of my favorite. We do this every week and this is definitely one of my favorite ones. I think, I think there's a lot to be gleaned from there. If there's any young musicians listening, there was some sense said around this table <laughs> over the last five, ten minutes. So um, we've got some gear to talk about. Why don't we take a look at some of these pictures? Yeah, yeah. yeah pictures. What's this? Uh, that do you want me to tell you? Or yeah, you, you guys want to take a wild guess? Um, <laughs> it's an axe. Uh, yeah, it is a tomahawk. it's a tomahawk, right? I actually call my violins tomahawks because cool. guitar players call them axes. So I figured it's a it looks like a throwing axe. That is actually the line violin from 3D Various. Um, it is a company that we met at NAM, uh, North American Music Merchants. If anybody doesn't know what that is, um, uh, and. They had a small booth, went up to them. Originally, they were print, they were doing 3D printed plastic violins with a different pickup. It still sounds kind of sweet. I just was – I'm more into the wood. Um, it's beautiful. Thank you. And uh, it's French. So uh, you could – you know, they, they went a little bit overboard on the aesthetics, I think. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's – it's uh, one of my personal beasts, if you will. Like it has a lot of guts to it. Um, right. That that pickup is is uh, each string has its own pickup, which is really interesting. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is like you can't really tell there, but it doesn't have a scroll. So yeah. The most challenging thing about this thing is just restringing it, especially okay. in the middle of a show. But <laughs> besides besides that, if you guys um, ever want to learn about electric violins the electric violin shop in north carolina is fantastic oh. um they have a lot of really cool uh, resources and tools and it's part of the community honestly if you reach out to them and you are a violin player or a cellist or any kind of string instrument that uses a bow um they can help you out so yeah yeah neat man very cool shout out to matt bell out there yeah absolutely um so i guess the Last thing I wanted to talk about is uh, what have you guys uh, got coming up? What's going on in terms of the your your next moves? Yeah. Oh, real quick, just real quick, I just I have to mention uh, Cordial Cables as well. Yeah. Um, that's another gear thing. Uh, they've been fantastic. They're really supportive. Um, they're actually out of Rogue River, I believe, as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, for it's Rogue meant theory. to be. Yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rogue River, Oregon. Um, and then there's also uh, Source Audio, which we cannot forget. Source Audio pedals. They, uh, the Nemesis, is one of our personal favorite delays. It's, it's a delay pedal. Literally wrote one of our songs. Yeah, oh, cool. Itself. Yeah, it's that, that's the best. When you get a new piece of gear and you start twisting knobs and stuff, and then and you go and you go, this is it. This is a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. uh, so that so, so they make a lot of really cool pedals. What's really neat about their their products is that they're all open source products. So if you like, mm. so let's say Ben designed like a tone for one of the pedals, like say LA Lady or something mm-hmm. or Kingmaker, and you you plug in your computer, you can adjust your tones that you like. Yeah. I could later on go back and say, oh, Ben's tones like on on like the folder, say Ben's tones, and I could borrow your tone. Oh, but cool! It has your name on it. It was pretty cool. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's really neat. So it kind of gives a lot of versatility. I know he's on that train now too with Source Audio. Yeah. Um, we're also uh, we're also currently in talking with Shore um, actually as well. So Great. that's one of the reasons why I'm excited. No, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and sure, if you're listening to this, then... Uh, we could we, use a couple extra mics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm we'll talk, we'll talk, guys. We'll talk, yeah. That's why I, we love them, too. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, 
All right, brilliant. What's going on with your What's going on with your future plans, boys? Man, the future. Uh, it's beautiful. Going honestly, to Mars. yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, we're going to Mars. Uh, no, <clears throat> the future's great, man. Um, we were just in Jupiter, so that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, I've been trying to make that joke or it, pun in a song forever, but I just can't. It always comes out stupid. Enough, the race so. is on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We should just write it together. Challenge. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're really excited. We actually uh, just left the studio with actually one of the songs that you guys heard earlier is one of the new ones that we're putting out. No, um, nice. So that's exciting. Uh, Two Thirds is also a part of that album. Two Thirds been out for a couple of years, but we want to put it in this compilation of songs just because we feel like it has the right energy for it. Um, we released Henny, uh, Henny Glass, which I think I sent you guys a video. It's, a, it's yeah. one, one of our most, it's our outlier song. It's a, it's a heavier tone. It's definitely darker. Um, dun, 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 dun. it just has that kind of like stomping. Yeah, yeah. Armies coming, you know what I mean, kind of thing. I, I was thinking orcs and Lord of the Rings, Excellent. and um, <laughs> I'm a nerd. And uh, we were we all are still okay. <laughs> hey, uh, I feel so accepted. Um, uh, my therapist will be really happy. All right, so <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, we have the album coming out March 11th. We have uh, a lot of really cool shows happening as well. So March 3rd, we're playing at Brew House, which is something that um is kind of like a call to anybody that's ever played with us or whatever that wants to come join us it's like a family get together cool. it's our thank you to uh, brew house for doing their thing for so long kind of yeah. like labor of love um then uh, march 11th march 10th is the release of our, our our album it's 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 so close that it's terrifying oh. yeah it's like march 10th <laughs> Um, we still have some mixing to do. We have some really cool mixing people involved in a production team. Um, they have Dave Donis up in Nashville. He's going to be mixing one of our songs because that's his style. And then we have uh, another artist, uh, Jake Flaw, is going to be mixing uh, one of our rock songs. And then we have right. Ghost Made Down in Miami mixing our thing. So it's really interesting and exciting. Hoping to get Matt Noble to mix it, um, f- uh, to master it for us, and then we should be ready to go. And then March 11th, we're playing at Jupiter Irish Festival for two days. With- so are we. Oh, nice. I know. I know. I know. I saw it on the list. I was really excited. I was like, oh, I'm glad we're doing this before we get there yeah. um yeah so we get to do that but uh in june we are we are june 1st at least tentatively we are uh booked to go to ireland for 12 days what? Yes. we're really excited about that um if we can pull this off uh, people can buy tickets for this sh- for the trip if they want to come along it's That's all inclusive awesome. it's two meals a day it's going to be like 12 days um well actually 10 days really but it, one day to travel there and back sure, yeah. and um it's really cool we're going to all Really great locations and stuff. If anybody's interested, it's called the Galway experience. What was yeah. that? You're going to Galway. Yeah, we going are. Galway. Yeah, I love Galway. and he's singing it. Yeah, yeah he's singing Galway. Um, no, I'm not actually. <laughs> 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 I, I just I tried it. And I was like, this is not going to work out, and I'm not going to sing the song in Galway in Ireland and destroy <laughs> I it. I love that I, town. It's such a beautiful place. I, I want. I, I I went ahead and looked at all the different locations. The hotels are immaculately beautiful. The entire country looks amazing. I cannot wait to go. Yeah. But I can't, cannot wait to go there and destroy a local Irish song in front of <laughs> everyone <laughs> as some gringo white dude from In their America. hometown. Like, in their I'm, hometown. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing that. So. <laughs> it's like so singing more, New York State of Mind. So we're practicing Galway Girl, all right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, play, we're playing with a band called Blessed, um, and they're actually coming here for the Irish Festival, which you know. And they're yeah. coming here for the Irish Festival. We met them last year. Uh, really hit it off with those guys. It went really well. And, um, yeah, so that's the goal. I mean, if people can come – actually – Tony can sing Galloway Girl, so we don't have to sing it. Beautiful. Even better. Um, <laughs> the play, right? Beautiful. Yeah, t- Tony Cunningham over there. He's a songwriter and a, a singer, a fantastic singer, actually. Um, so we're really uh, blessed. 
no pun intended, blessed to be uh, <laughs> having them, <laughs> having them uh, play play with us and us play for them, vice versa. Um, those are, those are the big announcements that are coming up. I mean, we're we're talking about doing some Nashville shows as well. Uh, we possibly have an Atlanta show, South Carolina. So we're trying to build a bridge is what we're trying to do. Yeah. My, one of my hashtags is build a bridge. So like yeah. get out of get out of South Florida in order to bring things back to South Florida. For so, sure. Yeah. So we need to go out, get some spices, get some whiskey and bring that back. And um, not in that order. And just bring them back and, and, uh, and, and spread the love. And then also take people from here out of here as well, which I, I always felt like I worked at Disney for a while. One of the things that they encouraged you to do was to leave. Yeah, and they would let you leave. Best job I ever had in my life. Like, hey, I need to leave for three months. Awesome, you know. What I mean, yep. get out of here. Go get your life experience. Come on back, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And bring it back. And they felt like it really kind of helped build community and yep. faith and trust. That's great. So yeah, the album is really exciting. We're looking at Firestarter is going to be on there. My, um, Moon Song is going to be on there. Uh, Shoulder as well. Nice. Two thirds uh, on my mind. Florida Sunday is one that we're excited to play as well. It's really a local Florida Sunday kind of fishing song, boat song. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. Well, that's we'll be playing them actually at the uh, 561 Music Festival. Yeah. 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 April 1st, yeah. baby. That's right. I was going to say, yeah, yeah uh, another date in there you forgot about. It's no, no, five, no. 561 right. Music well, Festival. Well, I was saving I was saving <laughs> up for the end. I figured we would do like a, <laughs> right, right, right. Like fireworks. You guys are also playing the uh, Lake Worth Street Painting Festival this weekend. Yes. Oh, that's yes. right. Yes. Thank yes. you so much. He knows our schedule. man. You want to be a manager? Oh, my God. we need one. All right, so. Don't let Dave hear you, man. He'll be upset. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dave, Dave. <laughs> I love that guy. Shout out to Dave. Uh, Dave, <laughs> Dave David's a good guy. Um, yeah, no, actually, Lake Worth Street Painting Festival, that's coming yeah. up this weekend, which is really exciting. And then the Ambrosia Music Festival as well that's happening on Sunday. You've got some cool stuff coming up, man. Yeah, lots of cool stuff this yeah. month. This yeah, whole this, month. This February month. has been rough, honestly. Oh, me. word of advice. If anybody's looking like for like next year, uh, thinking about a year with it, or just like a month that they want to fill up with music festivals and stuff like that, I've, in my experience, it seems like they're all happening at the end of January and beginning of February. Like February, right. you know what I mean. So, yeah, like, yeah. if you're going out looking, like, start in the fall, looking for things for February or March. Right. Yeah. Good to yeah. know. Good to know. What have we got coming up? Uh, Friday night, we are playing at Das. Yeah. In uh, das. Jupiter. And Saturday, it you is. guys do not have grouper this week, right? No, no, no. Okay, so Saturday we were playing at Patty Max. Yeah, man, and that's going to be fun because yeah. there's a Honda Classic going on, ah, so it always gets busy. One. Yeah. And all your buddies from the Lake Worth Street yeah, Painting thing. Yeah, this come. weekend, man. This weekend's going to be crazy. I, I'm doing the Lake Worth Street Painting Festival this weekend. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll be uh, not playing music. I'll be I'll be doing yeah. painting. Did you know that Hex <laughs> is an amazing Yeah, artist. we had a conversation yeah, about it earlier. I, honestly, yeah, honestly, I can't draw a stick figure, so <laughs> I, I'm impressed by anybody that can pick up a pencil I mean, I can't either, idea. but, you know. Just still do it But I still do it anyways yeah. people humor me <laughs> well it's it's been an absolute pleasure thank, thank you. you so much thank for you. coming on yeah, thank man. you guys. and um you guys are all i respect you all as musicians and you're all lovely people so thank you thank you. Awesome. appreciate it man yeah. thanks for having let's, us uh, yeah, yeah. let's talk a little bit about the uh, festival real quick absolutely yeah, yeah yeah so uh 561 music festival guys it's happening april 1st it's gonna happen at uh, matthew's brewing company 20 bands for yeah. $10. It's 50 cents a band. And if you really want a deal for $25, you get your ticket and you get a shirt. So that's uh, basically like a, about a $10 savings if yeah. if you do it in advance. 
Um, we have a whole bunch of sponsors that we that, that have been stepping up to the plate. Um, Matthews Brewing is, of course, you know, offering up their venue as they did last year, and it's it's uh, it's pretty amazing. So, um, Justin, if you can bring up the other graphic, we will uh, run through all the bands and uh, and all the sponsors. April first is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, uh, man, it's going to be lit. Yeah, yeah it's oh, be no, no, so for much sure. Fun. Did he step away? Twenty bands. I'll have, to edit, I'll have to edit that. Did he step away? Apologies, everything's good. But once I heard that bass come in, I had to go check with Yaz and make sure that he's okay because, like, it's because he's recording. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. I'll cut. Yeah, I'll cut this out. But just bring the other graphic up now. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the love. Uh, yep. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. No worries. No worries. Three, two, Hang one. On. Give it a second. Because I got to splice this in. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you guys are looking at the if you're looking at the YouTube version right now, you can see we've got Octogato, Tasty Vibrations, Uproot Hoot Nanny, Jake Walden, Joey Caldereo, Bryce Allen, Libica, Killbillies, which of course is the greatest band ever, um, The Shake, 1983, Dominic Delaney, and The Dead Language, The Buck Stops Here, Rogue Theory, Spider Cherry. Hadi, Stumble Steady, Eastway, Andy Styron, Euphobia, and Young Fiction. I mean, if that's not a stacked lineup, I don't know what is. So yeah, and and people have been commenting on that online a lot. People have been like, "Wow, it's so yeah, stacked this year." And, yeah. and, and you know that just makes us so happy. We've managed to put all these bands together. No, it's it's been an amazing an amazing uh, lineup that we, that we pulled together, man. Yeah. I, I say if you have a choice between you know Sunfest and Five Six One Music, definitely come to Five Six One Music. I'm telling you, it's a it's a good lineup. It's a good lineup. <laughs> you don't have saying. to choose though; they're both awesome. But they are both awesome. <laughs> you both. should just go to both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and of course, we want to thank all of our sponsors: Backsaver, Oasis Root, Raincat Studios, Live Music Community, Easy Tees, of course, Matthews and Pure Honey, who yep. have all stepped up to the plate and uh, and done some sort of level of sponsorship, which yep. which is helping this uh, this festival happen. Um, you know, just just like the podcast, this festival, um, you know, the proceeds from this festival basically go to put on the festival. Um, yeah. You know, anything left over goes right back into the podcast, guys. So, yeah. um, you know, as we've we've said it and we've been doing this for two years now. We've said it 100,000 times. Um, ben and I don't do this to make money. And if we do... Or, you know, if we are doing it to make money, we're doing a really terrible job because <laughs> we do not make money. Um, you know, at the end of the day, all the money and everything goes back into the podcast. It goes back into the festival. Um, we do this because we believe in what we're doing. Yep. Um, there's a local music community here that needs to be seen, needs to be heard. And so we're doing everything we can to make that happen. Yep, absolutely. You know, so um, so again, 561musicfestival.com or 561musicfest.com will get you to uh, to the tickets, click on the ticket link. Uh, Ten dollars to get you in the door. Um, Twenty-five dollars to get you in the door and a t-shirt. If uh, if you're feeling uh, especially generous, you have a business and you want to get your name out there, we have um, on that same ticket link in the drop-down menu. There are all the sponsorship levels you can choose. One of the sponsorship levels and sponsor. Some of the sponsorship levels get you mentions on the show. Other sponsorship levels get you full ads. Um, some get you banners at the at the place. And if you really want to get crazy and, and spend the big money, we'll we'll name a stage after you. So yeah. So we're gonna have the Ben Child stage. I feel. Like. <laughs> I feel, it, I feel it in my bones. Um, yeah, so 561musicfest.com, 561musicfestival.com. Either one gets you there. Um, if you want to uh, just check out the podcast in general, 
561music.com gets you to our regular website. Yep. From there, you can also go to the festival. You can go to our YouTube channel. You can sponsor the show. Um, you can watch any watch and or listen to any one of the uh, the past episodes. Um, yeah, I think there's even a Kill Billy's link on there just because why not? You know, oh, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, yeah, five uh, five six one music dot com, and then all the socials are. At 561musicpodcast. That's it. Correct. All right, man. Oof. You're good at that bit. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. So, um, you know, one, one of the other things I want to say about the festival is, uh, you know, we from the bottom of our hearts, like, seriously, thank everyone that was at the festival last year, um, all the bands that were there last year. It was absolutely amazing. We could not have been happier with the turnout and with the outcome of it. Um, we're hoping to duplicate that magic this year, and we need your guys' help to do it. Obviously, we need, we need you know, people. People there and enjoying the music. Yep. Um, as we've said, it is an absolute stacked lineup. If you're not there enjoying this music, and I don't know what you're doing that day because that's going to be the place to be. Um, yeah, there's man. just amazing musicians and amazing bands. Two stages starts at uh, 11 a.m. I'm sorry, starts at noon yep. and ends at 11 p.m. Yep. Um, and we go back and forth just like last year, back and forth on the stages while one band is playing, the other one's setting up. So there's never an empty spot. Um, yeah, it start, like, like an old reggae dueling sound it system just, situation. It's just going to go back and forth all day. So it's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, we're going to have uh, food trucks there. Um, we're going to have some merch tables set up so the different bands can sell their merch. Um, and so, uh, you know, we'll probably rotate out two, three bands at a time and that sort of thing. Um, we're going to have a, uh, a living room set up with some couches and we're going to have the living room sessions there and have the bands all stop by and talk to them for a few minutes and stuff. And the reason we're doing that is because we're going to record that and use that for our 100th episode. Yay. So we are celebrating that at the, at the uh, festival or 100th episode. A cool ton. Yeah. It's hard to believe, man. I know. Hard to believe 100 episodes. Been good times, man. I've enjoyed every second. Oh, man, of it. it's been crazy. We were just, even that time that I skyped in from England. That was oh, I, I'm telling you, like <laughs> yeah, we we were talking about it earlier. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I get in the car and I'm driving over here and I'm like, oh, here we go again. You know, another week we got to do this again. And then I get here and I'm like, I love doing this. Yeah, like, exactly. How do I not love doing this? I love doing this. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's great so, fun, mate. It's yeah. great fun. Goes back to Harry's comment: If you don't love it, don't do it. Don't yeah, do we it. love it. Do something else. <laughs> yeah, we love it. So. Run. Yeah, nice. so <laughs> thanks, thanks for being here, guys. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was absolutely awesome having us, having, us having you guys here, and uh, we are absolutely looking forward to having you guys on the uh, festival lineup. Yeah, man, yeah, it's gonna be it. fun. It's gonna yeah, be good stuff. Really here. looking forward to it. Uh, just getting a chance to actually connect with other bands that are usually playing the same nights that you're playing. Right. That's yeah. the biggest thing I hear. It's like from I want to go see you guys, but we got work, man. We got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I hear from a lot of the bands yeah. that they're like, you know, they're 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 just you know they're hanging out all day and we're like. Don't you have another gig or something? No, no. I want to. I want to watch all these bands. I yeah, never yeah, get to see yeah. these bands play. <laughs> right. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm really yeah, looking forward good. to nerding out with uh, with all the local musicians. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna for be sure. Perfect. It's gonna be awesome. That's oh, awesome. thanks so much, and uh, we will see you very shortly in a, in, a, in a few short weeks for this festival. And yeah. um, best of luck with all the rest of it. it. Sounds very exciting what you got going on. Yeah, thank you, yeah. thank you, thank and, you. Uh, yeah, I guess that's us. That's all it. right, thank that's you very it. much. Peace out. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.